In this episode, Emma Pottinger, the Practice Director at RBP, is going to be joined by Stuart Miller, who is Head of Product Compliance and Industry Engagement at Zero. They're going to be discussing the next phase of the radical changes to the UK tax system, making tax digital for income tax self-assessment. Accountancy on Prescription by RBP, one of the leading firms of medical specialist accountants. We know what you find tough, but don't you worry, as we know our stuff. Welcome to this episode of Accountancy on Prescription. I'm Emma Pottinger, the Practice Director at RBP, and today I've been joined by Stuart Miller, who is the Head of Product Compliance and Industry Engagement at Zero. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Emma. Thanks very much for having me on. You're welcome. Stuart, we've been partnered now with Zero since 2015. This was when we first heard about the plans of the government modernising the UK tax system. So I think, you know, let's just jump straight in with the big question, which is why has HMRC introduced making tax digital? Uh, Well, there are several angles to look at it. I mean, the first one, which I think sort of parliamentarians are really keen on is, well, it's going to reduce the tax gap. We're going to be able to increase our tax revenues. Everyone's going to be paying the right amount of stuff that they're supposed to be and everyone's going to be happy. But it actually forms a large part of the government's 10-year tax admin strategy. And as you said, we announced it back in 2015. Well, we didn't. I wish we had, because we would have rolled it out probably a bit better if we at zero announced it. But the government announced it in 2015. We had VAT come in from 2019 for a soft landing. We've got everyone in from April 2022. But the whole idea is to essentially enhance efficiencies for practitioners, for all taxpayers in general, by just being more efficient with how they keep their records. And also, so people are in a bit of standing to know what they need to pay and when they need to pay it as well. So no one's going to get those surprise July payments on accounts and January tax bills, which I know is always those really difficult conversations where you have with clients, especially if they're not on top of their financial affairs, you call them on the 30th of January and go, ah, hey, Dr. Stevens, I'm terribly sorry, you've got 40 odd thousand pounds of tax to pay. Were you aware? And have you been saving? Oh, you weren't aware. It's been a great year, sort of thing. I mean, we know that there's been delays due to COVID since their initial timeline. And as you said, you know, we've seen the introduction of MTD for some of our clients who are VAT registered. However, we know that HMRC had now confirmed that they're moving to the next phase for those who fall into the bracket of income tax self assessment. Yeah, so they're bringing in Making Tax Digital under the income tax banner, which is more commonly known in the market as MTD for ITSA, so ITSA, ITSA, Income Tax Self-Assessment, and that's due to hit us from April 2024. Right, so what would this phase actually mean and how and when is it going to have an impact on our clients and also other UK taxpayers? So when we're looking at sort of the clients, if we're looking at our GPs who are either sole traders, they might have a bit of property income, or they're in you know a general partnership. All these individuals and partners and landlords are all going to be starting to see the impact of this from April 2024. So if you're registered as a sole trader, regardless of what you do for a living or a landlord, you're expected to comply with new making tax digital for income tax self-assessment rules from April 2024. Those who are in general partnerships are due to come in from April 2025. Corporation tax 
HMRC have been very sensible with this one, and they put a start date on it of April 2026 at the very, very earliest. Now, I don't want your listeners panicking, thinking, yeah. oh, no, it's going to happen in April 2026. I would be willing to bet my house that it will not happen mm-hmm. from April 2026 at this stage. But basically, if you have individual income, a self-employed GP, or you're part of a partnership, over the next few years, you're going to have to start reporting on a quarterly basis and keep digital records and maintain digital links. So software is going to be key as we go forward from 2024. So is it going to be much different from MTD VAT? I think it will be. I I don't want to downplay VAT because as we know, VAT is a really, really complicated tax to stay on top of. But from HMRC's reporting standpoint, once you've done all the legwork and done all the difficult work to actually get your VAT return ready, it's nine boxes that you need to submit to the tax authorities. So obviously, it's a lot of work to get there, but you just push that data up every quarter. And it's very similar to what we used to do pre-making tax digital. We do a quarterly or monthly VAT return, and we pay HMRC. For the income tax self-assessment individuals, not only are they going to have to do quarterly reporting, which follows the tax year, not their accounting year. So this is going to be the really tricky one. If you've got, let's say, a November year end, you're not going to be filing a November year end. You've got to file the tax year of the 6th of April to the 5th of April. So already that could be a big change. More importantly as well, as other than the quarterly updates, you have to do something called an end of period statement, or what's again, the people are calling EOPS, which essentially sums up your four quarterly returns, allows you to make any adjustments and post that figure to HMRC essentially as your trade income for the year or your rental income for the year. And then you've got to do something called a final declaration, which will replace what is the classic self-assessment return. So if you've got any dividends, interest, capital gains, all the other good stuff that complicates our tax affairs as we go through, you have to declare that as well. So you're actually going to go from one annual tax return to four quarterly filings, an end of period statement, and a final declaration. So it's going to be a lot more admin for people to have to look after. And I think the HMRC are making so many different changes at the moment because we covered in one of our episodes, I think it was episode three, about basis period reform, where they're changing all partnerships year ends up until either the 31st of March or the 5th April. So I think we're seeing some sort of pattern from the HMRC that they're bringing everyone in line. Yeah, and that really makes things difficult for taxpayers, especially like your client base of GPs and sort of health professionals. It's the case of not only have they now got to worry about running their affairs with a cost of living crisis going on as well at the same time, they've now got to have all this additional administrative burden. And if they're not using digital tools, it's going to be really difficult for them to, one, catch up, and two, from April 2024, they're going to have to anyway. It's going to be mandated by law to have to do it. That's right. So are there going to be any benefits with this introduction to our tax system? I think so. I think, obviously, I, and I appreciate people may listen to this and go, oh, this guy comes from a software house. Of course, he's going to say making tax digital is a good thing. But genuinely, I think it is so. Like we said, regarding things like tax bills, Every time you send a quarterly update to HMRC, whatever software you're using or bridging software is going to pull down a tax calculation on a quarterly basis so you can budget for it. So that's going to be helpful from the get-go. When it comes to investments or the need for borrowing to increase practices, 
you know, you're going to have these figures available in real time. And more importantly, I know a lot of practitioners struggle with the essentially the admin burden of having to keep files and files and reams and reams of paper. Because, you know, if, if you run a, like a GP surgery, it's not the case that you're running a small boutique like craft practice where you might have like the odd couple of invoices every month, a couple of invoices in. There's a lot of work to administer let's say, a GP surgery, you've got to be on top of all of those records as you go through. So there'll be benefits by you know, time saving. There'll be benefits when it comes to a future investment. And just being able to therefore have sort of the team at RBP, having that information in real time to help you make better informed decisions. That's if right. there's opportunities, for example, if some of the corporate clients, if there's like R&D opportunities, Normally, we don't find out about these until sort of nine months down the line when we're actually doing the books and records. But if we can see that data in real time, we can flag up to people and go, oh, by the way, guys, here's an opportunity and we can do it in real time and therefore make sure we enhance our own efficiencies. So what happens if like any fall into this bracket of this new phase, ignore these new regulations? So HMRC have been a little bit slow on this from a VAT standpoint. We're going to see it really start impacting people from January 2023 next year because they've reformed the penalty system. So gone are the days if you file a return late and you get a finance late, you're going to get a penalty point system for anyone who misses filing returns. Basically, if you're a quarterly filer, which is going to be the most common example for MTD for its once you've received four penalty points, you'll receive an instant financial penalty. And you're also going to receive a financial penalty for not signing up. The other thing which you're going to find difficult to do is at the moment, if you don't use an accountant or you file your own tax return through the current HMRC gateway, that will be turned off. There will be no way for you to make your quarterly updates without using software. So that's something you really need to be aware of right now is that from April 2024, you will have to keep digital records and you will have to submit. If not, you will receive financial penalties. And then when you can't pay your returns or pay your tax bills, there'll be the usual interest and surcharges and not yeah. paying those liabilities as well. Okay. Is the UK unique with these changes or do other countries have a similar digital tax system? We're actually lagging behind a bit in the UK when you look at the rest of the globe. I mean, we were one of the first countries to announce sort of this digital framework back in 2015. And then because the project stalled, I believe one of our initial sort of revenue agents went off and started writing this in New Zealand for their government, for okay. the IRD. So New Zealand, Australia, we're seeing things like seamless filing in Singapore. We're seeing more digital systems in South Africa. I met with some revenue agency members from Nigeria a couple of weeks ago, and I was blown away how digital their tax system is. And to not be overly tax nerdy, I appreciate this as an accountancy podcast. Mm -hmm. But what we're seeing in the UK now follows a report that was released in December 2020 by the OECD. They released something called the Tax Administration 3.0 report. And everything that's happening in the UK, we're seeing it in other regions across the globe. Everyone's obviously on their own digital journey and at their own pace. We're always at a disadvantage in the UK because I think our tax system is very much like a patchwork quilt that everyone's just sewn something onto and no one's going to get rid of it. It's like a family heirloom. Yeah. So digitalizing some of these rules and regulations are proving to be really, really complex when you build out making tax digital. But a digital first approach is what we're seeing as a global trend. 
So whilst we may be further ahead than some countries or lagging behind the other, it's all going in the same direction. So yeah, digital is what we're seeing globally. So there's no getting away from MTD. Sadly not, but as both you and I am, you know, MTDs are really enjoyable topic yeah, for I know. research and investigating. <laughs> so we're, you know, I'm elated by it. And genuinely, I, I really do think with making tax digital, the concept is phenomenal. The whole concept behind it, real-time information, it is the way forward. It's going to make everyone more efficient. Businesses, accountants, unrepresented taxpayers, everyone is going to be so much more better off by it. But the execution to date by our friends at HMRC has been a little bit lacking. They're getting yeah. there. They're getting better. But conceptually, fantastic idea. Execution needs some work from our friends in government. Yeah. Stuart, as you know, we're specialist medical accountants and Zero allowed us to tailor the software that we provide to our clients within this sector. So tell me, what is Zero doing now to help with these new reporting requirements? So we've launched our own MTD. It's a beta, which we launched in March of this year. We were the first large software vendor to be deemed available now because we've proven to HMRC we can do a full end-to-end journey. And as we build out that beta, we're taking into consideration sort of the requests of, of the firms like RBP and others who are joining in on our beta as they take their clients on this digital journey to say, hey, Zero, this could really work if you built this. And, or, hey, Zero, this isn't really doing anything for us. What do you think? And it allows us, obviously selfishly, it allows us to test the market to make sure our systems are robust ahead of April 2024, but it allows accountants and taxpayers to get involved nice and early so we're ready for the mandation date of April 2024. And that's what I said. It's, it's all a collaborative effort. You know, we, we could build the best software in the world, but if accountants like yourself and the colleagues at RBP don't like it or don't see any value to it, then we've wasted everyone's time. So that's why it's a really important collaborative effort to make sure that you know we continue to work closely with yourselves to make sure that we can build these solutions. So with your perspective, solutions. what do you think our listeners should be doing now? I mean, you should definitely be switching on to some form of digital tools. If you are already using sort of record-keeping software, I, I'd say that you're already part of the journey there. But I also would turn around and say things like, well, if you're on spreadsheet, and while HMRC consider spreadsheets to be acceptable for making text digital, it's going to make your life more complicated. So it's all about segmenting what you can do in your daily life to make sure your records are in place. And Emma, I know that you and your colleagues at RBP have been carrying out surveys to establish sort of what your existing clients are doing for their record-keeping habits. Yeah, that's right. You know, as you know, a majority of all our GP practices, PCNs, federations, and limited company clients have already moved to zero, and they're either using our bookkeeping service or have been trained by us on how to use our tailored zero software. However, we felt that we needed to establish which of those clients really needed to make changes in the next sort of six months. So they're ready and competent for the new phase as basically they have nothing in place at the moment, especially those shoebox clients who openly told me that they needed help. And that way you can start offering different levels of service through the RBP cloud accounting 
to meet the specific needs of the clients. And also, Zero are looking forward to working with you. And I know, obviously, we can't go into too much detail. You know, it's you know one of those little secret squirrel things on the podcast. Yeah, I don't want right. to tease too much and reveal too much. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's some really exciting times ahead for both our collaboration and your collaboration with your clients as well. We are so excited about the changes and the options we are going to have available for not only our clients, but new clients too. I think we identified that it was not a one-size-fits-all and the standard Zero package in some cases is too much, you know, both in cost and functionalities for individuals that need to make changes now. So that's why we needed to create options. Can I ask you, you know, there might be some clients that are very nervous about waiting for MTD ITSA to actually go live when penalties could be incurred. Can they sign up like for this early? So if they're eligible to join HMRC's pilot, they can actually use Zero software now to start doing their quarterly reporting for the 22-23 tax year, as long as they meet their HMRC's eligibility criteria. What I would say is at the moment, those criteria are quite stringent. So for example, you've got to have a 5th of April year-end. You can't just go to the 31st of March because HMRC won't accept that. You can't have anything outstanding on your own sort of tax account. And as an example for me, seven years ago, I think I underpaid my tax liability by three pence. And that's still sat on my gateway account. I should probably get round to paying that three pence. But because that three pence is outstanding, I'm not allowed to join the pilot because I've got that amount of money outstanding. So you could definitely sign up if you are eligible. I believe in the not too distant future in our zero software, accountants will be able to put taxpayers forward to join this pilot. So if there's anyone who wants to be part of Zero's beta and get on this journey nice and early, you can. The perk of it is if you're in MTD for 22-23, you don't have to do the classic self-assessment tax return because you're doing it all through the pilot through HMRC. So there's a there's a little lure to it. And then you're ready to go for 2024. But I'm presuming once you've signed up, there's no going back. I think something similar happened with MTD VAT. Yeah. So once you're in, you're in permanently unless something changes in your personal circumstance. So if you cease trading, you're in forever. If you incorporate, then you can get out. Absolutely fine. The other thing to note is that to qualify for MTD, you've got to have a turnover of £10,000 or more. And that's from combined sources of income. Now, for 2024, that doesn't include share of partnership profits. So you don't need to factor those into seeing if you're going to be eligible, well, mandated even, for making tax digital. But this is the tax year to see, am I definitely going to be in? Once you're in, even if you're winding down your trade over the next few years, once you're in, you're in for a minimum of three years. If your turnover, for example, next year drops below £10,000, you're still in making tax digital. You can't escape it. We even We even put forward the example to HMRC that if someone had just sort of outstanding invoices they left open from a practice and they were just keeping it going just to clear those up and they made £600 in a year, they would still have to do quarterly updates unless they can apply for an exemption. But yeah, realistically, by and large, if you're trading and you're in, you can't go back out. Okay. So if any listeners today are interested in signing up early for the MTD, it's a pilot. Or if you want to find out more about how RBP and RBP Cloud Accounting can help you be MTD ready, please see our contact details on the show notes and we'll be absolutely delighted to support you. 
I mean, Stuart, where does the time go? It's been an absolute pleasure discussing these radical changes to our tax system today. No, thanks very much for having me. It's been great to be on. And again, I look forward to continuing this discussion as we get closer and closer to the exactly. mandate of is April like, 24. This is the start of a beautiful journey. Absolutely. And I think that's the main thing. It's, it is a journey. And MTD is the first step for the, sort of this big digital goal that we're going to see from a global trend. I think a lot of people get scared by it because it's new. It's a bit scary. But with the services that RBP can offer you, alongside using Zero software, it's going to be the most seamless and painless transition you can go from keeping manual records into a digital world. Exactly. Okay, I'd like to say thank you to all our listeners that have joined us today. And if you enjoyed this episode, please kindly rate this show, follow and share with your colleagues. Bye for now. You have been listening to RBP's Accountancy on Prescription podcast. For any updates, please visit www.rbp.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at RBPCA. The contents of this podcast is for general guidance and informational purposes only and does not constitute any form of advice. The information provided by RBP is of a general nature. Appropriate and tailored advice or independent research should be obtained before making any decisions. RBP does not accept any liability for any loss or damage which is incurred from you acting or not acting as a result of listening to Accountancy on Prescription.